What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Milari. So tonight, the Red Sox are playing the Phillies. It is the start of a three-game series in Philly. The Celtics are playing the Celts, uh, the Sixers tonight in Philly as well. So Boston versus Philadelphia in basketball and in baseball tonight. Obviously, it's a bigger game for the Celtics, but the Red Sox will be playing a three-game set there in Philly. The Red Sox are red hot as of late. And about three weeks ago now, I went out and got dinner with my good family friend, Tim Loftus, and my dad and my parents are all sitting there, right, talking baseball. And right before that, the Red Sox got swept by the Rays in a four-game sweep. Everyone was down to the Red Sox. And I said, for some reason, I still have confidence in this team. I still held out hope. And I'm not even sure why. Maybe it's because I saw some talent in this team that everybody didn't see. Maybe it was just that I'm a big fan and I was just rooting for them just to turn things around and I was just being an optimist, like I am about a lot of my teams. Even though I do give my honest opinion always. I'm never going to not give my honest opinion on my podcast or my radio show. But I was very optimistic about the team stuff. I still said, okay, I think we'll be a game in the playoffs or game out. I think we're going to be right there on the edge. And if you look at this roster, I mean, making the playoffs is a win in its own. That'd be ideal for this team if they make the playoffs. And they are rolling as of late. They're playing a Phillies team who's 15-17 and 17 on the year. The Phillies just lost three straight games to the Dodgers. Got outscored in that series 36-11. to 11, Got absolutely blown out. The Dodgers are red hot. That's one team everybody has to watch out for. The Dodgers are 19-13 now on the year. 8-2 in the last 10 games. Swept the Cardinals and Phillies in two straight series. Two teams that are struggling, but still impressive, though, to sweep those three teams. Those two teams, you know, six games, three three games apiece. And if you look at what they've been doing, they scored 13, 13, and 10 runs their last three games, the Dodgers. They're locked in. They're locked in. You look at that lineup, James Oatman has been great. 290 batting average, seven home runs, 21 RBIs. Max Muncy had a big home run the other night. He has 12 home runs on the year with 27 RBIs. Mookie Betts, one of the best players in baseball, five home runs, 18 RBIs, hitting 270. Freddie Freeman, 310 batting average, five home runs, 14 RBIs. I'm a big fan of this team. I like what I've seen out of them. Michael Bush is a rookie. He's hitting only 200 on the year, just 15 at-bats. But this is a young team with a lot of, with a lot of talent, and they're just going to keep developing. I like the Dodgers. I think they're going to make a run. They're playing great baseball as of late. And the Dodgers are another team, just like the Red Sox, that I'm optimistic about. And the Dodgers had a little bit of a tough stretch in the middle of the season. I know people got a little bit nervous about them, just like the Red Sox. It's the Red Sox, it's a different team. The Dodgers are built to win the World Series just about every single year because their front office is great at what they do, developing talent in the farm system and also making trades and signing big free agents. They want to win. They're dedicated to winning. So it's a different circumstance for the Dodgers than it is the Red Sox, but they were at one point middle of the division with the Diamondbacks and Padres ahead of them. And now they're first in the division, a game and a half up on Arizona, two games up on the Padres, who they're playing in a weekend series now. I think the Dodgers are going to take at least two or three there. I think the Dodgers win two of three. I don't think they're going to sweep the Padres. I think they take two of three against the Padres. That'd be a good weekend for them. But if you look at the standings in the MLB over the last 20 games, how about the last 10? We'll start there. Dodgers are 8-2 and two in the last 10, tied for the best record in baseball with the Braves in the last 10 games. Sox are 7-3 and three in the last 10, tied for the third best record in baseball over that stretch. Rays, Orioles, Red Sox, Angels, Padres, all are 7-3 and three over the last 10 games. Look at the last 20 games, right? The Red Sox are 14-6 in the last 20. 14-6 in the last 20, which is tied for the second best record in baseball, the Braves and Rays over that stretch. The Orioles are number one, actually 15-5 over the last 20. Very impressive. The Pirates, 13-7 in the last 20. But the Pirates are now 5-5 five five in the last 10 games. I'm not really buying into the Pirates like most people are. I think they're in a similar position that the Utah Jazz were in this year where nobody expected them to be good. They impressed people by starting out hot early in the season and beating teams that really weren't great. Then they fall off and come back down to earth by the end of the season. I think the Utah Jazz 
in the MLB this season are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Even though I like the Jazz in the direction they're going in, that team wasn't ready to make the playoffs this year. Wasn't really built right now to make the playoffs. They weren't even expected to make the, to make the playoffs anyways, but they had a good run this season. Obviously show a lot of promise for the future, but I think the Pirates are a very similar position. They're 20-12 on the year. Impressive, don't get me wrong. Just did get swept by the Tampa Bay Rays, though, three straight. But if you look at teams they've beaten, Colorado, the White Sox, St. Louis, Cincinnati, they haven't beaten many great teams. They did take two or three against the Dodgers, though, which is impressive. Took two or three from the Dodgers and three or three from the Red Sox. The Dodgers obviously are very high on. I think the Red Sox will be a game in or a game out of the playoffs, so it's impressive. They could take three or three from the Red Sox as well. But I think they're going to come back down to earth. They still make the, may make the playoffs. With that being said, I'm not giving them no shot here, but I do think there's a good chance they end up being like the Utah Jazz. They start out very hard to start the season in the first 15 to 20 games and then regress as time goes on. But let's talk about the Red Sox on how well they've been playing. Their offense has been elite. 46 home runs on the year, which is actually the fifth best in baseball, which is very impressive. The fifth best in home runs in baseball, 46 on the year. The Red Sox are also hitting a team 274, which is the second best batting average in all of baseball. The offense has been electric. Their OPS as a team is 808, which is third best in baseball. The offense has been scoring a lot of runs. And runs per game, the Red Sox are third best in baseball, 5.91 runs per game behind the Tampa Bay Rays and Texas Rangers. I like that Rangers lineup. I think they're going to do some damage. By the playoffs, I still have to get my MLB predictions and what I had for records of everyone, but I, I am high on the Texas Rangers. I think they'll be in the playoffs, and as the, things, as the way things stand right now, they are a playoff team. But let's talk about some individual players on the Red Sox that I want to mention. Connor Wong has been great for the Red Sox this season. He was part of that Mookie Betts trade. Obviously, nobody expects him to hit this well, but... Wow. I mean, Alex Rodugo's having a great year. Connor Wong's having a great year. And even though you probably still could have got more from Mookie Betts, it's at least a positive seeing these two guys flourish right now, which I was always very high on Alex Verdugo. I don't think I saw this good of a season out of Connor Wong, though, but I was always high on Verdugo. It's good to see them doing big things at the same time for this Red Sox team, considering what Juan Soto was traded for and the Nationals got so much back in return. You'd want to see Mookie Betts get traded for more, but to see these two guys flourishing right now, I'm very happy with. And Connor Wong, over the last 10 games, has been unstoppable at the plate, and he's been a big spark for this Red Sox lineup. The Red Sox have needed it. The Red Sox have needed it. Let me give you his stats over the last eight games, or last seven games. How about that? The last seven games, three home runs, six RBIs, hitting 480 with a 920 slugging percentage of 1439 OPS, adding in seven runs scored. He's 12 for 25 over that stretch in the last seven games. Very impressive. Very impressive. Then you look at Jaron Duran, another guy that's been a spark to that Red Sox lineup, and he's been great. Jaron Duran's been awesome this year. He has two home runs, 13 RBIs, a 417 batting average, a 456 OBP, adding in a 683 slugging percentage and an 1139 OPS. He's been playing great baseball for the Red Sox. And now let me give you his stats over the last 10 games, which on the year, I mean, he's only had a handful of games. He hasn't played every single game. He only got called up about three weeks ago now. But in those three weeks, he has been tearing it up. And over the last, let's see here, his last 10 games just about, Last nine games, right? Eight starts in those nine games. Two home runs, seven RBIs, adding in a 485 batting average, a 528 on base percentage, an 849 slugging percentage, and a 1376 OPS. And overall, he's 16 of 33 in his last eight games that he started. Nine games overall, he did have a pinch hit appearance. But his last eight games, basically, 16 for 33 at the plate, seven runs scored, six doubles, two home runs, seven RBIs, adding in stolen bases as well, two stolen bases over that stretch on the year right now. He has two home runs, 13 RBIs, and he has four stolen bases, picking up two last night, which was very impressive for the Sox. 
They obviously needed that. And they just swept the Toronto Blue Jays in a four-game series, which is very impressive. Nobody expected that. Toronto's a team everybody's everybody's been very high on, which I think they're a good team, but every single day they find ways to lose. So I'm not as high on them as most people are, but being able to sweep them is very, very impressive. The Sox did it. Two very close games to start, 6-5, to 7-6. Winning the third game, 8-3, to three, and then winning last night, 11-5. to five. Masataki Yoshida has been unstoppable for the Sox. In his last 14 games played, last 14 games played, 25-56, with 13 runs scored, 5 home runs, 18 runs batted in, adding in a 446 batting average, a 484 on base percentage, an 804 slugging percentage, and a 1288 OPS. Very impressive run there for Masataki Yoshida. Since he's come back from his injury, he's been great. He's been great since he's come back from his injury. The Sox really needed that. They needed a spark in that lineup. He was out for a couple days between the 11th and 16th of April. In those 17 games since coming back, 373 batting average, 427 a base percentage, five home runs, 18 RBIs, five doubles, 13 runs scored. He has been awesome for the Red Sox. I know a lot of people were worried about him when he was hit 200 after the first few games. He's found his rhythm. I mean, it, it isn't a transition coming over from Japan and playing in the MLB. It takes time to get your swing, get the timing down and everything. And after the first, let's say, five games a season, six games a season, he was hitting only 200. And I remember Boston Sports Radio, everyone was going nuts saying, well, we signed this guy, we overpaid him, he's not hitting. Well, it's very early in the season. The season, it's a long season. You can figure things out over the course of time, more at-bats, more experience. You make adjustments, you figure things out. That's why I wasn't worried about Yoshida. I know the same thing with Jaron Duran. People say, oh, it's just a hot streak. Just like the Red Sox, I mean, 14-6 in the last 20. That is very impressive considering what the Red Sox were doing at the beginning of the season. And it's a very long season. Don't get me wrong, it's a very long season. But the Red Sox at the beginning of the season, nobody saw them going 14-6 over a 20-game stretch. When they were losing three straight to Pittsburgh and losing four straight to the Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody saw that. They've come a long way. The Red Sox are playing very good baseball right now. I'm very impressed with them. I think as of now, right now, I will have the Red Sox in the playoffs. Which, in my predictions, I think I'm about to have them a game in or a game out. I think I was in between. I'm indecisive between the two of them. But in those predictions, I have them being a game in or a game out. And I'm very confident in the way they look today. And I've become even more of a Red Sox fan over the last year or so. Which, I was always a big Red Sox fan growing up. I always loved the Red Sox. They're always my team in baseball. I like the Angels a lot. I like the Dodgers a lot. Everybody knows I'm a fan of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Love Mookie Betts. Love the Dodgers organization. Everything they do. They know how to develop talent. They know how to make big trades. They're not afraid to go sign a guy for big money. They're not afraid to trade prospects and go get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner or Mookie Betts. They're not afraid of making big moves. They're dedicated to winning. That's why I like the Dodgers. Best organization in all sports in my eyes. But everybody knows the Red Sox, that's my team in baseball. If you look at the other Boston sports teams, obviously I'm a Clippers fan of basketball. I root for the Celtics. So hopefully they get a win tonight for everybody listening. The Bruins, I'm a Bruins fan, but I'm more into college hockey, but the Bruins are my NHL team. Then you look at the Patriots, I'm a Giants fan. So the Red Sox was always, they were always my team in Boston, my favorite team in Boston, right? But over the last year when everybody's been getting very critical of the team and everyone was down on them when they lost four in a row to Tampa Bay, when everyone was counting them out and talking about how poorly they were playing, which they were struggling, I became more of a fan of them. That's just the way it is. When people get doubted, I become more of a fan of them. I root for them more. And I can give you five examples right now. Russell Westbrook. Everybody counted him out when he was on the Lakers. I said, you put him in the right position, Russell Westbrook will be fine. Nobody plays as hot as him. Was I right about that? I'd say so. He looked very good in the Clippers and gave the Clippers everything he had. I'll give you another example. Daniel Jones. Everybody was down on for three years. Three years. We didn't have the coaching around him. Didn't have the offensive line. Didn't have the playmakers around him that could stay healthy. Just give Daniel Jones some stability is what I always said, and he'll figure it out. And look what he did this year. That's a second example that's great. 
Jaron Duran, I know it's a very short stint here. I know the sample size isn't that large, but he looks like a different player right now. Jaron Duran has been getting on base a ton. A ton. You look what he's been doing on the year. He's been very patient at the plate, which is huge. He's been getting on base a ton. 456 on base percentage, a 417 batting average. Last night was huge with the Sox, 3 for 5 with an RBI. The night before that, he was 1 for 2 at the plate, adding in two walks as well. So got a base three times in that game, adding in a double. Jaron Duran's been playing great baseball. I know a lot of people gave up on him quick, which I get it. He was struggling in center field fielding-wise. He probably shouldn't have been put out there in center field, and he was already struggling. I know the Red Sox thought, okay, rip the band-aid off, give him more attempts out there in center field. He'll figure it out. He'll adjust. He'll learn. I get that. But where the Red Sox were last year in the state of the team, it wasn't really the best situation to throw him in center field and just say, you know what, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? That You can't really do that. You had to give him time to figure things out. He's been playing a lot better defensively this year. Clearly, he's a lot happier, too. I know last year, obviously, the situation was hard. Red Sox fans completely counted him out. People were rooting against him on the radio. Red Sox fans were rooting against him everywhere. No one was a fan of him. That's why I rooted for him heavily. And I liked that ESPN interview last year when he was talking on SportsCenter after the Red Sox won a game last year, I believe it was against Houston. They said, why do you believe the Red Sox can make a run this year? This was, I believe, in July. He said, because what I see in this locker room. Say whatever you want. We don't care. We still believe, we still have trust. I liked that line. A lot of people said, oh, it's a cocky line and everything. What is he supposed to say? Not believe in the team? He's, what is he supposed to say? I know we're going to lose? No. He's believing in the guys around him, which is great. And I like that line from Jaron Duran. Shows he's somewhat of a leader out there. I know he's a young kid, but shows a leader. If they're going to give him the mic, he's going to say, no, I still believe. Which, what is he supposed to say in that situation? Do Boston fans and other fans and other teams think he's going to go up there and say, no, I think we're going to lose? No. Because that's not the right thing to do. That's not the right thing to do. And the reality situation is Jaron Duran's been playing, been playing great baseball right now. Whether or not he's getting the recognition, he might be getting some. But whether or not he's getting the right recognition doesn't matter to him. He's been balling and playing good baseball regardless. And that's what's most important. He's been, been, he's been looking really good defensively and offensively. And I want to give you one stat. Heading into yesterday's games, Jaron Duran was fourth in the American League in doubles. Heading into yesterday's games, the three guys ahead of him, Matt Chapman had 15 doubles. Wanda Franco had 12 doubles. Vinny Pasquantino had 11 doubles. And then Jaron Duran is fourth heading into yesterday's games in doubles. Fourth heading into yesterday's games in doubles with 10 in the American League. Fourth in the American League, right? The three guys above him had at least 114 at-bats more than him heading into yesterday's games. 114 more at-bats. And those guys are all within five doubles of him. Matt Chapman has five more doubles than him. Juan Franco has two more doubles than him, and Vinny Pasquantino has one more double than him. And they all have at least 114 more at-bats than Jaron Duran did heading into yesterday. Jaron Duran only has 55 at-bats on the year heading into yesterday's games. And he had 10 doubles. 10 doubles and 55 at-bats heading into yesterday's game. 10 doubles and 55 at-bats. He's looked a lot more comfortable at the plate, looks a lot more comfortable in the outfield, and I couldn't be happy for the kid. He deserves it. He deserves all the criticism he faced last year, and obviously things were tough on him. Nobody had any confidence in him. Obviously he got in his head. I'm so happy for him. No one deserves it more, that success, considering what he's gone through. Complete 180 and 360 over the last year, defensively and offensively. So hopefully he continues to play great baseball. I know it's a short sample size. I know it's a very short sample size. But I said before the season began, right around spring training on my podcast, when I was talking about the Red Sox Northeastern game, I said, I believe in Jaron Duran. I think he's going to have a good year. And look at what he's doing right now. He's been a spark to that Red Sox lineup ever since he's come up. Now he's hitting fifth against the Phillies tonight. So happy to see him flourishing. He deserves it, as I said. He deserves it. No one else deserves it more on that Red Sox team. But Yoshida's been playing great. Connor Wong's been playing great. 
Alex Radugo, who is out tonight yet again. He's going to miss his second straight game, I believe, with an illness. He's been great on the season. 315 batting average with five home runs. He only hit 11 home runs last year, but he has five home runs already in the first 32 games of the season. 315 batting average, 382 on base percentage, and 897 OPS, a 515 slugging percentage, adding in five home runs, a triple, nine doubles, and also adding in a OPS plus of 141, which is very impressive. So what a start to the year for Alex Verdugo. He's been great as a leadoff hitter. I was right about that. I said I think Alex Verdugo should be the leadoff hitter. I was given my Red Sox lineup projections, I believe it was in January or February. I said I, I think Alex Verdugo should be the leadoff hitter because Kike Hernandez is not a leadoff hitter. I mean, it was like starting every game with one out. He's not a leadoff hitter. But I stayed with Jaron Duran. I stayed with Daniel Jones. I stayed with Russell Westbrook. That's three examples right there. I stayed with De'Aaron Fox as well. I still wish the Celtics took De'Aaron Fox. I know Jason Tatum's a great player. Don't get me wrong. De'Aaron's my guy. I wish the Celtics took him, but that's not really the same scenario here. But I always thought De'Aaron Fox was going to be a star in the league. Always thought he was going to be a top 15 player, and this year he proved it. So I stayed with De'Aaron Fox. It's another example. And that's the thing. A lot of people like to hit people when they're down. It was easy to hit Daniel Jones when he was down. It was easy to hit Jaron Duran when he was down. It's easy to hit Russell Westbrook because everybody's rooting for him to, to brick a shot so they can go on Twitter and Instagram and laugh about it. And that's not me. I, I always root for those guys that everybody goes against. So we'll see how the Red Sox do. They're playing the Phillies tonight. The Phillies have been struggling, as I said. And then for the Dodgers, they are playing a four-game or three-game series, excuse me, against the San Diego Padres. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tonight's game is at 940. Hopefully the Dodgers take two of three there. They'll be playing the Padres, who have Hugh Davis on the mound tonight, one and two on the year with a 3-6 ERA. Clayton Kershaw is on the mound for the Dodgers, 5-1 record with a 1-8-9 ERA on the year, .76 whip. He's been looking great. Hopefully they get a win tonight. Rooting for the Dodgers, as I said, they always continue to do things the right way. They can build a farm system, and they always can recruit talent, whether it's in trades or signing big free agents. They're not afraid to go and make something happen. So that's why I like the Dodgers. That's why I root for them. We'll see what they do against the Padres this weekend. As for the Red Sox, hopefully they take two of three against the Phillies. The Phillies have been getting hit on, obviously, a ton against the Dodgers. The Dodgers gave them a lot of trouble in the past three games. Hopefully you see that again this weekend with the Red Sox. Hopefully they can do the exact same thing and give them trouble, just like the Dodgers gave them. And the Dodgers lineup was hitting a ton, obviously, outscoring them 37-11 to 11 over that stretch, which is absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts, 37 to 11. 13 to 4, 13 to 1, and 10 to 6. So they outscore them 36 to 11 over that stretch. 25 runs, the Dodgers outscore them in that series. Don't let the Dodgers get hot. This team is looking good right now, 8 and 2 in the last 10, 19 and 13 overall. Playing very good baseball. Excited to see what the Dodgers look like this weekend against San Diego. Obviously, it's a rivalry, and San Diego's a good team, even though they are 17 15 overall. Had a slow start. They're 7 3 in the last 10 games beating two of three against Cincinnati, and then taking two against the San Francisco Giants. They're looking a little bit better over the last five games, four and one in the last five, so it will be a good series. Obviously, the Dodgers are finding their footing as well. And the Dodgers have a ton of young talent. I believe it's six prospects in the top 100 in MLB.com's top 100 prospects. They know how to recruit talent, as I said, and that's why I respect them a lot. So rooting for the Dodgers to win tonight, rooting for the Red Sox to win tonight, and obviously the Angels as well. Everybody knows I'm a fan of them because of Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. They'll be playing the Rangers tonight. It is a three-game series against the Texas Rangers. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tonight's a big game for them. Both teams, similar records, 18-12 for the Rangers on the year, 18-14 for the Angels. I like the Rangers as well. I like what they've been doing as well with that lineup. Obviously going and spending on Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon was big. Corey Seager has been hurt. That's obviously been a loss for them. 
But Simeon's been playing great baseball, and hopefully it's a good weekend series against the Angels. I'm rooting for the Angels in that series, but I do respect the Texas Rangers as well. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy your Friday. Go Sox. Go Dodgers. Go Celts. Have a good one. Take it easy and stay safe and stay well. Thank you.